Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Sometimes things go real well, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're happy, and sometimes you're sad. Now that's that thing called life. When what you believe infiltrates behavior, the process gives you foundation. The process, that's what I'm after. The process gives you foundation. When what you believe infiltrates behavior, the process gives you foundation. It is not just the hearing of the word, nor is it the doing of the word. It is the process of doing the word that gives you foundation. It is, it is the struggle. It is the What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglin, and thank you for being here tonight. Hmm. Uh, here I am, down on my knees again. Whew. What's up, everyone? So we are live right now on the Live Mono Worldwide Network, broadcast all over the world on all of your favorite platforms, but you can find us at livemonoworldwide.org. Uh, so blessed to have you guys here. Um, tonight, we're going to discuss man. And um, I just, God put it on my heart to talk about. I don't really, even really know what I'm going to say. I was kind of inspired last night by a conversation that I was having with a gentleman in Australia, uh, who has a men's group that has kind of been known for just men being men and, you know, and, and allowing men to freely express themselves. And, and it's, it's interesting when you hear, you know, like this is a place for man to express themselves. Like, what does that conjure up in your mind? What does it conjure up? When you think of what a man is, what is a man, excuse me, apple burp. <laughs> what is a man to you? What is a man to you? And, and I know what I believe a man is and I'm learning to be it. But first things first, I wanna give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, livemonautoya.com, L-I-V-E-M-A-N-A, U-T-O-Y-A, um, it's home of our CBD company. It's every every purchase goes to support the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation uh, in our mission there. And you can learn more about that at livemonoworldwide.org. Um, and then of course, iamconchita.com, E-Y-E-A-M-C-O-N-C-H-I-T-A. Use promo code WELCOME10 to save 10% on the Lash App and Curl. And yes, I just realized the the irony of me talking about what a man is <laughs> and talking about a eyelash applicator. Ah, guess what? And skincare, by the way, because 
live Mana Utoya, we have skincare <laughs> and beauty products and lotions and vape cartridges for CBD and amazing Delta 8, which is my new favorite product outside of Brain Boost, which I could use some right now. I ran out and I think my order will be here tomorrow. Thank goodness. Even ran out of the skincare and I need some more of that. Anyway, um, but talking about manhood last night, talking about what it was like for men, and 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 I, I kept thinking as he was talking about that, like, what do they talk about? Because what, what do men? Do they even know who they are anymore, or what is manly? Is you know like where where are we at with being a man, and is it right or wrong? Because I can think of what the 1950s man was like, even though I wasn't alive then. But then I can look at man today. And they look a lot different. Is it better? Is it, is it worse? Is it... What is it? Like, have we made strides? Is, is being a, a, a man that's in touch with his feminine side, is that still manly I also find it interesting that you know we make a big deal out of man and woman and I understand that men have physical strengths over women and there's other strengths that men have over women but then I also know that women have some <laughs> some amazing strengths that we don't have Women are tougher than men, or they can take pain because they can push a baby out of a pen needle. Maybe it's bigger than that. But anyway, you get the point. And then if we're all spirits, why do we put so much attention on gender roles, man, woman? Is it because of our organs? I don't know. But I know this, that what is acceptable for man has gotten really, really confusing. What roles a woman is to play has also gotten confusing. And I want to say this because I, I feel it matters. God bless all the women that stepped up and stepped in and, and, and when, when man left. Because the family dynamic that we were all conditioned to believe, I mean, I'm 41 years old, and the, the the family dynamic that I was grew up to believe is that you have mommy, and you have daddy, and then they make a baby, you know, preferably after they get married and all that stuff. We'll, we leave the, you know, the way, the, the structure out of it for right now, but we're conditioned, like, okay, so the, then the mom is going to help take care of the, they're, they're going to raise the baby, and uh, and then and, and then they're gonna, you know, take care of the home, and the man's gonna go out and work, and the good man's gonna go out and provide, and the man's gonna protect us, the man's gonna lead us, that he's gonna guide us and show us um, the right way to live and do things, and you know, and and the mom is gonna basically play the role of every job you can imagine under the face of the earth. Like how women got that responsibility, I don't know, but it because it, it sometimes doesn't feel very equal. Like man complained and sometimes still does about, I have to work all day and, you know, and I don't have time to play softball and, and 
And then like these bratty kids, when I come home, they just want my attention and I just want to relax and sleep. And, you know, and, 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 and it's changed or anyway. So like, I, I, we, but we, this is what we've, we've been grown up and conditioned to have this fight man, woman, kids, man leads the house. He's to lead us. He's to protect us. He's to, 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 you know, and I know that marriage when it was originated, like they weren't really keen, like romance wasn't really a big part of marriage and relationships back in the day. It was like marrying because it was more like a business partnership. It was about, you know, like this is your function, this is my function, and this is what we do. And then somewhere along the line, you know, we decided that we wanted love and romance and, you know, and I don't know if that was with an escalation of lust. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that worked. But I do know in my own life what happened when the man was removed from the home. And, and I see what's happening in the world today, and it's hard for me not to think that what's happening is not related to man not being in the home. And mind you, my parents split up. I went stayed at my dad, stayed at my mom's. And a lot of the bad stuff that happened to me when I was a kid happened when both parents were in the home. So that doesn't, just because a man leaves doesn't mean that, or even, even in a home where the family's still together, it doesn't really mean that things aren't gonna happen because they do. I mean, there's people, there's men and women that are hiding the fact that their, their, their parents sexually abuse them in homes that are still together. So I'm not saying that when a man leaves, that's where it's all end all be all. And that's where the dynamic, hap the, the, the bad stuff starts to happen. That's not the case, but there are consequences when a man does leave the home, when a man, when a woman is called to step up and be, be the, be the man and the woman changes things. Plus when you lose the two parent dynamic, all of a sudden it's like you can start getting away with a lot of different things. Discipline changes, you know, and I don't know if this will ever shift in our society or not, but you know, men really are looked at to be the leaders. And I know that women do a fabulous job of leading but I'm not sure that that was their natural role and what they were created to be. From what I understand, the woman was created to be the helper. That doesn't diminish, and I hate that word. I wish there was a better word for a helper because it's way, way important. I think about the role that Jessica plays in my life. I wouldn't get anything done the way that I'm getting things done now without her. So it's significant, it matters, like that role. But for a woman to be able to play her role unobstructed allows for a family unit to soar together. But a man has got to do his part. And while I can't speak as a woman, um, I can speak to the men. And I can sit here and to go back to Adam and Eve, and I can talk about the introduction to sin. I can talk about you know, the knowledge of good and evil. But I want to just kind of speak freely and, 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 and ask that 
Holy Spirit, speak through me. <laughs> give me the words. Like you gave me this. You wanted me to talk about this. So give me the words to say. Thank you. Thank you. There is no time to blame your daddy for not being there. There's no time to blame your daddy for abusing you. There's no time for your daddy for to blame your daddy for molesting you and touching you and hurting you and all that stuff. Whatever resentments you have towards your daddy or to your mommy, the fact is this, there's not a time for that. And I'm, I'm gonna talk, I'm talking to the men right now. Whatever happened to you sucks. You, you know, you, you and your, your friend Johnny, you know, when you were young and you got touched and, or you, your, your dad abused you or you had a, 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 care, a, um, a family friend or someone you know that was inappropriate with you, maybe hurt you, maybe your father left and you don't know who he was and you had stepfathers introduced into your home and they were beating you, they beat your mom. Maybe you saw your father cheating on your mom and you didn't have a male influence growing up. Like whatever the excuse is, whatever the excuse is that you've been using to be what you are now. And look, if you're leading your family spiritually, if you're leading your family where you guys are praying together, you when you break bread together, you bless the food and you're leading them and you're putting God first in your relationship. You're putting God first in your marriage and your in your in a, over your fatherhood, of your business. You're doing those things. God bless you. But if you're falling short of putting God first in your life, it's never going to be blessed. But let's take that out for a second and just talk about our role as men. And I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're bisexual. I don't care um, if you've been divorced 85 times. I don't care if you are an abuser. I don't care if you're an addict. I don't care if you're a junkie. I don't care if you're an atheist. I don't care if you're a Buddhist. I don't care. N none of that right now matters to me. It doesn't. In fact, this goes outside of family. This goes to everything. So let's talk. I, I'm gonna let's put everyone in here together. You're gay. You're bisexual. You're trisexual, which means that you'll try anything. Um, you're any of the other 95 ways to identify, but you have a penis. So let me talk to you. If you have boobs and a penis, I'm still talking to you because you're still a man. Like you're a man. You weren't born a woman. You're born a man. You may feel like a woman. Sometimes you may feel feminine. You may be in touch with your divine feminine, but you have a penis. You're a man. God doesn't make mistakes. However, unfortunately, because we have a world filled of sin, because we have abuse that happens, because we have molestation that happens, because we have drug abuse that happens, our sense of reality is get shifted, we can allow different demonic forces into our life by the choices that we make. Alcohol is called spirits for a reason. It dulls your spirit, allowing other spirits to come in. What do you think, like if you think about meth and cocaine use, what, what, it, what have you done on meth and cocaine? I bet you did some freaky stuff that you wouldn't do sober. 
but you've introduced that new level of sexual sin into your life and that new experimentation. And even though cognitively, maybe you weren't with it, you did shape and alter your brain chemistry because you were using drugs and having sex. And sometimes you were doing the kind of sex that you shouldn't be doing. And you introduce new things into your life. And then, then you introduce soul ties and spirit ties and other things into your life. That all affects your brain. It affects how you show up in the world. And then you've acted out on those, those things. You've experimented. This is tough. This must be real. You got high and you experimented with somebody of the same sex. And now you have shame. And now you're hiding it. Maybe you were touched when you were a kid and that's where you learned it. Maybe you were sexually abused by somebody and that, that is what shaped you. And then the drugs, and they, these were nightmares and it was a horrible thing for you to have experienced the sexual trauma. And you don't understand why you have these desires or these thoughts. Because when you were molested and touched, that it affected your brain chemistry, it affected your neural pathways. Your, our bodies never want to experience pain, so they try to associate pleasure with it. You try to It's almost like your body inherently tries to reframe the pain and the trauma that you've experienced. You start to seek out ways to heal that hurt. Rape victims typically become promiscuous or they shut down completely, both completely unnatural acts. But men, whether it's our egos, whether it's the way that we're raised or the way that we're taught, but our egos, because we're, we're shown what's macho. It could be John Wayne, Bruce Lee. I mean, you know, like the, the model man and the, the image that we're shaped or we're told what a man is, is the football player, the wrestler, not the guy for, from queer eye for straight guy. That's, that's what we're told a man is. So imagine what it would be like for a boy who's not interested in football. He likes art. He likes cars. He, I don't know. <laughs> he, he wants to be a musician. He's not interested in sports, but he's made to feel like he's a sissy because he's not into those macho John Wayne things. Maybe he has a flair for fashion and doesn't want to dress like he's walked out of a, a Western store or whatever was perceived to be macho. And again, these are things over time that have gradually started to change. You know, being in touch with your divine feminine has become like a, a word, a series of words that I've heard for the first time in my life a few years ago, probably, the woo-woos in San Diego, but whatever. Like it kind of make, and then there's a part of it that makes sense. Like I'm very much in touch with my feminine self. Is now did that happen because I was molested and you know was experimented with my? I don't know if you'd call it experimented with your sexuality. It sounded like I abused every form of my sexuality. But the 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 like what what is like. This idea of what man is, is really, really confused. But we look at the, 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 the family dynamic 
And when you have a man and a woman go into a relationship or a man and man for that matter, one of the problems that we have, and this is what's separating, because we have gay people that are getting married and they want to adopt children. And you know what? There's so many bad, awful, disgusting, evil, screwed up parents out there. Then if there's two loving people together and they want to raise the children, God bless them. And God bless that family. We need more people that are have their family unit together raising children because I swear to you, if you look at what's happening in the world right now, it's a bunch of kids that didn't get disciplined, a bunch of entitled, privileged little brats that that were probably spoiled and entitled because mommy and daddy wasn't home and, and we weren't raising the children correctly. We weren't teaching discipline. We weren't teaching the true value of being a human being and we weren't taught purpose and we weren't, we didn't have our purpose and our gifts blessed. No, we were told that here, put this computer in front of your face and be entertained or no, you're going to sit there and be obedient. You're going to listen to what the school programs you to believe. No, you're going to do things the way I tell you to do them. No, you're going to have, you're going to, you're going to follow this religion that I told you to, whereas there's no encouragement for free thought or, or encouraging the gift that you were born with because society and the way that we've been trained and programmed was to believe a certain way. So what's right? I don't know. I just know that we've gotten further and further and further away from what God has created us to be. We've gotten so far away from our purpose. None of the people that you see out rioting and destroying other people's property are in their purpose. Now, could protest be in your purpose? Oh, I guarantee you, I protest all the time. Absolutely. But destroying another man's property, another woman's property is not being in your purpose. But where did this happen? Well, the, the man was removed from home. And again, if it's man and man in the home and you're raising children and then one of the man leaves, that's still not it. That's not a family dynamic. You need two parents. Back in the day, it took a village to bring up a child. I don't know where America has gone off of this. Like it seems like every other, like Italians, uh, the Persian community, I think Muslims, Muslims are, I mean, even they are, they're more family centric than Christians are and American Christians and Western culture totally freaked out. Like you have like generations of family living together in other places like here. It's not like that at all. Maybe, maybe that has a factor, but now it's gotten to the place where it used to take a village to, to bring up a child to now it's all it takes is an iPhone. Literally, we've gone from a village of people raising a child to an, a phone or an iPad. Do you see a problem with that at all? And those are programming devices, by the way. I mean, you think about your own addiction to social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. What, like, you, you, you. You're being trained and, and, and groomed by those devices too, but now you're doing it to a child's brain where that's the conditioning. And think about what they're watching. Anyway, that's not what I really what I'm talking about. But the devil 
has done a wonderful job of removing man from the home. And sure, you can go talk, use the, the, the gay marriage argument against me right now if you want, that's fine. But the fact is that I know married gay people that do a heck of a lot better job of running a family than most people of heterosexual couples. And a lot of them are in the church. We have this dynamic where man's responsibility is to lead his family spiritually. The way it was originally created, there was a woman was meant to be a man's helper. And that is to not to diminish a woman's role because that helper role is extraordinarily perfect. Because I think about my crazy butt and I think about how much progress I made when it was just me grinding every day, trying my best just to make it through the next day. And here comes Jessica in my life, completely flipping everything on its head, but at the same time, making everything line up to where I was able to soar. It was like the missing piece to a puzzle. And then, of course, with the children involved. But it's become more and more apparent. And like I even watched this happen, like when I'm in this room working, and 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 I'm away from Jessica, I'm away from the kids. I know this goes on. They don't behave as well. And how many of you have ever heard in your life? Would you like me to tell your father when he gets home how you've been behaving? Do I need to call your father? How many times have you heard that? And then all of a sudden the fear of God enters them. Like, oh, don't tell daddy, don't tell daddy. I'll behave, I'll behave, I'll behave. But see, man has lost their own fear of their father. And when I say fear, I'm talking respect. We've removed God from everything, from schools, from our home, from church. And when we are not putting God first in everything we do, the devil gets to wiggle in, make room for himself, and start to distract man from what he is called to do, who he's supposed to be. Men have been trained that we're to be macho and to be tough and strong, not cry. So therefore we hide. And part of this macho thing that we have had groomed inside of us means that we don't let anybody know that we're hurt. And as children, we get hurt. As children, we get touched. Sometimes by another child sometimes by an adult we're hurt we are raped we see daddy we see daddy's porn collection and watch his porn and learn to see women this way we see daddy cheating on his, on, on mommy and we start to believe it's okay even though it may hurt us like why are you with somebody other than mommy There's a part of our brain that starts to believe that that's okay. We see daddy hit mommy. We see daddy fly off the handle or get drunk, open the bottle when he's angry. That daddy passed out on the floor, daddy leaving, daddy screaming at mom, daddy choking mom. We see these things and it goes into the back of our head. And even though we don't like it, 
we're being conditioned and groomed. Then we're told, do not say, don't you say anything. Don't you tell anybody that. Don't air out the family laundry. We'll keep this together. We'll keep our family together. You keep your mouth shut. You don't share the family secrets. It's ingrained in you as a kid, and so you start to stuff your anger, your rage, and your confusion, and where does it go? Women don't have a testosterone problem like men do, so therefore that testosterone starts to work against you a little bit in the sense that it builds up rage. Men experience rage that women don't. But of course, then again, I've seen women experience rage because they've dated and been married to me. But that's not natural for them. You know, a man, it's uh, like we're, we're the warriors. We're the conquerors. We're the ones that are told to be strong. Yet the more that we suppress the things that have hurt us, the more that we suppress the, 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 the anger, the angst, the confusion, the abuse, the hurt, it starts to like twist inside of our brains. We're scared to speak up about what happened to us sexually and what's going on with us mentally and we don't understand. So then while we're hurting inside, we pick up the bottle. This is not a bottle. This is a a relatively good tasting watermelon smart energy drink. Anyway, but this is a bottle of uh, it's just tequila, it's vodka, it's whiskey, it's whatever, grandpa's cough syrup. And we go to this and it numbs the pain, it makes the pain feel better. And as we're numb, all of a sudden our inhibitions wear out. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now those nightmares that we were having those horrified things start to come out in different ways. Sometimes they come out as fantasies. So then we're drunk and we say something, maybe then we start doing drugs, whatever, but we open the door for that, those things that used to hurt us to start to become comfort. Or it's a way that we start to explore the things that hurt us to try to make them right, to try to put the Band-Aid on them, to try to, to try to make it okay internally. See, that's the trick. The things that hurt you. I think about being molested. I think about the abuse. I think about the, the, the pain I felt inside. The night terrors from what had happened. Alcohol and drugs started to make all of those things look a little bit sexier. And I found comfort in drugs and sex together. Again, I didn't get HIV from eating Cheerios. The point is, because we're told this is what's macho, this is what a man is, we learn to start keeping secrets and start hiding our hurt, hiding our shame. Nothing good grows in the dark. And those secrets and shame come out in really interesting ways as men because secrets and shame with some testosterone and then factor in alcohol or whatever. Or we even have something that happens to us and we revisit it. Like rape victims, for instance, 
you know, reenact, I think about all the reenactments that I did from what had happened. Because again, I was wanting to make it right. I was wanting to fix it. Like, I don't want this to be a nightmare anymore. I want this to feel good. So drugs and sex, and I go revisit being molested to make it a fantasy. And then wanted more and more and more of it. How many of you can relate to this? How many of you have the can admit you either choose to become promiscuous after being raped or you shut down sexually? But then all of a sudden you have these desires that are a little bit twisted, but you have these secrets now. And so now you go into a relationship. Relationship after relationship after relationship, you carry over your hurt and your pain and you bring that hurt and pain into the relationship. Don't think for a second that you're gonna ever build a strong family dynamic by bringing your hurts and pains into a relationship. All you're doing is continuing the cycle of pain. You're causing an even more split in the relationship or the family dynamic, that, that family tree that you're trying to establish. And like, oh, you, you get married, all these promises I've committed to God. I'm gonna honor you and love you and uphold you up until I get horny and you don't wanna do the things that I want you to do or I'm too ashamed to tell you my wife, the one that I'm supposed to love forever, I'm too ashamed to tell you of all the dirty things that I want you to do to me or I want to do to you. So what do we do? We keep it secret. And then we blame the woman for not being what we need. How many of you can relate? Oh, she... You know, like she doesn't love me like she used to. And you're like, you're basing the whole relationship off of your sexual fantasies and your desires. But at the same time, you've never even given it a chance because you weren't willing to be honest. And so then what happens? You you meet somebody that's a little flirty with you and they stroke your ego the right way. And then you start to kind of look over across the fence going, wow, she's... She's she fancies me. I mean, who talks like that? But you start to look the other direction. You start to go, hmm. Like, well, my woman doesn't give me this, but she does, and then you cheat. One of the worst things that we do as men, because we're not willing to be honest, especially with our past hurts, is that we make women doubt their instincts. When a woman's intuition is, it's godlike. It's a superpower. I get so annoyed when people call themselves prophet and prophetess and all that stuff because I think all women are prophetic. Women's intuition is insane. But yet, to cover up for our lies, we make a woman feel like they don't know what they're talking about. We make women feel like they're crazy. And mind you, there's some crazy freaking women out there, but there's a good chance that a man had something to do with it. Going, oh, you're, you know, you're crazy. No, oh, I love you, baby. No, I wasn't cheating on you. No, that smell is something else. No, I don't know what you're talking I just got back from the gym. I'm sweaty. I don't know what you're talking about. That's your lipstick, baby. That's your lipstick. 
and we deny and deny and deny and deny and deny. And the more we make a woman doubt her instincts, the more crazy we make her. And it, we, we're, we're robbing her of the gift that she's been given. We, we're keeping a woman from being who she was created to be. And you see, as a woman, as a helper, part of what makes her an amazing helper is her intuition and her instincts. But if we rob women of that with our lies and our abuse and our narcissism, a woman will never be what she's created to be. Men, but this all goes back to men not being honest. This all goes back to men living a double life. It all goes back to men trying to enter relationships without taking the time to heal. Going into relationships when your credit's bad and you don't have a job or you're struggling financially, why would you want to carry that into a relationship? You're not positioned to lead a family. Even if you're wounded and broken emotionally, say you have all the money in the world, you don't have no business being in a relationship. You're better off hiring hookers. Seriously. But you carrying your crap into relationships when you're not healed and you don't have your act together and you're expecting a woman to do that for you? Or you just need a piece of, you know what? You, and so you, 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 that need that you have, that itch that you need to scratch, or that just the sex partner that you want, you get them roped into a relationship, but then all of your baggage is brought into it. You haven't healed. You have no way to contribute and lead that family. I don't care if you're gay, straight, bisexual, trans, like whatever you are. You don't d belong in a relationship until you have your crap together because no person is going to fix you. No person is going to heal those wounds. Only Jesus can heal those wounds. And you doing the work. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will show you what needs to be healed in the fact is you probably know what needs to be healed but if you can't be honest with about who you are you aren't healed because God can't heal anything or he could but he won't heal anything until it's brought to light until you surrender it and go father for like I got I got this going on got this pain and this anger this resentment you got to give it to God. You got to surrender to God. You got to let God come into your life, into your heart, and start to do work. And when God, you allow God to come in and start doing work, you get to apply what you're being taught and do that work. Take the time to heal. And it may mean that you got to go without sex for a while. It may mean that you get to go without an intimate relationship. But the longer you wait, to face yourself and to start being honest about what's real for you and what's real in your life and starting to expose those wounds to the light, his light, so he can start to heal. If you don't do that, 
You're making the wounds deeper and deeper and deeper. And the cycle of pain that you're causing, the ripple effect of pain that you are causing is not just devastating your partner. It's destroying children. It's destroying families. It's destroying the next relationship. Because the fact is this, the person you hurt, the odds are that they are not going to be willing to do the work to heal themselves. That's a sad reality of all the people that I've hurt in my life, and I've hurt a lot. I know they aren't gonna do the work to heal. I know, because when I was doing the work to heal, I sit next to them watching going, I'm not the only one here. Yeah, I was a piece of crap, but I'm not the only one in this that was a piece of crap. Like, you got wounds too. You know why I know you got wounds too? Because you dated me. Meaning, you saw all my toxic bull crap and you still chose to enter my life. And ladies, ladies, you being lonely is not going to get fixed by just letting anyone into you. In fact, it's going to make it worse. You not taking the time to heal and get strong on your own, you're never going to attract the kind of man that you really want in your life. Bad boys are great and everything, but a broken bad boy is just going to break you up and tear you apart and make you a piece of meat. Your prey. This is not... This is not how it was designed. Men need to do the work to heal and to lead their households appropriately. It is not a woman's job to lead the house in prayer. It's not a woman's job to run the family. And I understand that women work now, men work, I get all that. And if that's the case, men, you need to step up and help around the house. It is not solely a woman's job to raise the children, to be there for the children. No, men, that you get to do that too. But if you're not emotionally available, which you will not be emotionally available if you're not healed, you're only going to do more damage than good. And some of you are still married and some of you are married and you're broken and you're hurting. And that's, you know what, I'm not telling you to leave your relationship. But I'm telling you that it's never too late to surrender and to start being honest about your past hurts because your past hurts that you're keeping secret are spilling over in ways that are destroying children's lives. Look at what's happening in the world right now. That is because the daddy is not in the home. Man has devoided responsibility of being who they were created to be. And I don't care if you like, if you're a man and like the ballet and want to wear pink and you shave your legs. I'm not defining that as what makes you a man or not. Being a man is being whole. If not, you're just a little boy. And little boys have no business being in the heads of families. Little boys have no business being the heads of anything. Do the work to heal. Because how you show up in your marriage is also how you show up in other things, how you show up in your relationships. How you do one thing is how you do everything. 
you cutting corners now, you hiding, you live in lies, you live in a double life. It shows up everywhere. And the damage that is being done is generational. A lot of the pain that was inflicted on you was generational. Me understanding that as much as I hated my dad, hated him, I made a mockery of his death. I showed up an hour late to his funeral because I was high on cocaine. But realizing all the things that I hated him for, like he learned it from somewhere too. It happened to him too. So we can sit around and be angry at all the people that hurt us, but the truth is, if you're watching this, you're an adult. And you are an adult enough to decide that, you know what, I'm living a lie. I gotta change this. Uh, you're adult enough, even though you probably have a little boy spirit, or you, you're stuffed in a, you're a man, what is it, a little boy trapped in a man's body? You, it's not too late to start being honest. And will it take work? Yeah. But God can restore your family. God can heal your family. Or maybe the, it's too far gone in, in some respect, and you're not going to get your wife back. But you know what? Your children have it in them to forgive you. Your children, and I don't care if they're 30. 40, 50, or 60, if you're still alive and they're still alive, there is a chance for you to step up and be the man that you were created to be and do the work to heal your heart. And then once you're healed, you can start to heal that relationship. Because when you allow God into your heart and you allow Jesus to truly start to work on your life, as you heal, and grow and become more whole, the way you show up in the world starts to change too. All of a sudden, there's a different energy around you. Maybe it's a heal, because what you heal from gives you the power to heal others from. But it all goes back to being honest. Every bit of it goes back to you being willing to be honest. It starts with getting rid of the secrets that you have in the shame that's around. Maybe it's your confusion of your sexuality or the fact that you, you know, want something freaky done that you're afraid to tell your wife. And then, so you decide to go to hookers and have them do it or the freaking Perkins waitress or whatever, like you, here's, here's the truth about women. Men, and I know some of you are like probably dismissing me right now, and I don't care because I know the fact is there's there's a truth about there's truth in what I'm saying, and then you're you're too uh, ashamed to tell your wife that you want this done, so you go to the floozy instead, and do it with her, and then what happens? You get caught, and then you get stuck with the floozy. Then what? You cheat on her too. Women want to please you. And I, that is not, that's not, the, the, 
they're designed to be the helper for a reason. And I'm not telling you it's your sex toy, but if you give a woman what she needs, odds are she's going to scratch that itch of yours that you have. That weird desire, like, I don't know, whatever it is, I'm not going to go there. But the point is that you give a woman what she needs, she's going to give you what you need too. And it's going to be way more enjoyable with her than it is a hooker or whatever. But it all goes back to truth. And you'll never be a man until you're willing to be honest. You cheating on your wife or your girlfriend doesn't make you a man. It's an insecure little boy that doesn't give a crap about anyone but yourself and, and pleasing your own desires. Stop it. You don't understand the ripple effect of pain that you are causing, not just her. And again, remember, when you're denying what you're doing and you're making your woman feel like she's stupid or she's crazy, you are robbing her of the one essential, not one, she's been given a many essential, essential gifts, but you're robbing that woman of one of the greatest gifts that she's been born with and was given by God, and that is her intuition. And that woman's intuition is needed because we're some dumbass men sometimes, and we make some crazy decisions based on ego or pride. And like, it's good to have that woman there to help you sort things out, to help you make decisions that need to be made. But when you're lying to her and manipulating her and controlling her, and you're keeping her locked in a prison of secrets from your betrayals, you are damaging the entire infrastructure of the family dynamic. You're wrecking it. But guess what? There's hope. And that's Jesus. The Lord can heal the hurts and the wounds of your past. And you know what? There's consequences for your actions. I'm not telling you that if you confess cheating that your wife's going to stay with you. But you know what? You'll be free. You'll be free. And the prison of lies is only second to hell. In fact, pr the prison of lies is hell. You're lost in hell right now. Your double life will catch up to you. Your secrets will catch up to you. But it is so much more powerful and dynamic, and there's an opportunity for that secret that's revealed to be blessed when you surrender to God and trust him to use it. Repentance is powerful. Asking for forgiveness is powerful. Truth is powerful because it sets everything free and everything that's been set free then has an opportunity to go to its rightful place in the world Hurts get healed, wounds get healed, and it also it allows the right people to come into your life. And there may be a season where you have to spend alone. But until you take the time to heal your wounds of your past, you will never be the man that you were created to be. You will never step fully into your purpose. God does not bless lies. God does not bless secrets. God will bless your truth. Look, I've been divorced three times. 
married somebody I didn't know, two other marriages, was a cheater, cheated on every relationship. Lost both my twins. Think, but here's what's happened. My, my, my relationship with my daughter's restored. I have a family now. God has restored my life. And I was the nastiest monster you can imagine. Cheater, abuser, deadbeat, addiction to everything, including donuts. God can heal all of it. God will restore your life, but until you're honest, it's just going to continue to go straight and further and deeper into hell. The choice is yours. What is the life that you want? The light is exposing everything in the dark. We live in a world now where it's really hard to keep secrets. How long do you want to keep playing Russian roulette with your life? How long do you want to play Russian roulette with your future? What do you want from God? What do you want out of your own life? Start with being real. Start with being honest. Start there. Build your foundation for your family, for your future on truth. Hope that makes sense. God, I, Lord, I, I surrender um, this to you. I hope and pray, Father, that the words I spoke made sense, applied, and woke somebody up. It's time to take our families back. It's time to take back the, 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 or to release the secrets and the lies and to start to be who you created us to be. Make us whole, Lord. Holy Spirit, reveal the areas of our life that need to be healed so that we can be who we were called to be. We will never, ever be able to receive all that's available for us until we heal all of the wounds of our past. It is not, it is not an unmacho thing to do to confess our hurts and insecurities and our fears. Give us men the spirit of truth. Give us the courage to speak truth and let go of those secrets so we can start the healing process to create a ripple effect of healing as opposed to hurt. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your son Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. And thank you for the opportunity to make all of our hurts blessings. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you everyone for being here. Uh, again, I hope that made sense. <laughs> Sometimes when um, I do these things where I just talk and I try to, and I talk from the heart, I'm at the mercy of like what comes out of my mouth or what comes through me. But 
it's hard for me not to look at what's happening in the world right now and just go, it's a lot of hurt, hurt kids, fatherless families, broken homes. You know, in the broken home, we try to, as parents, we try to make up for it by just putting things in our children's lives and saying, oh, this is what is right. Or this is, you know, like I feel guilty, so I'm going to do this. Enough with that. Just start to be honest and get real. Take the time to heal so we can start being who we were created to be. And if that's, and if, that's if you have children in your life, you were created to be their parent. You brought them into this world to step up to the plate and do what you're supposed to do. And part of that is leading the family and you can't lead until you're healed. I just, I just ask that God blesses you with inspiration, with the motivation, with the inspiration to do the work to heal the committed, dedicated work, and it starts with the relationship with Jesus. Surrender. Give your life to him. Rededicate your life to him. God bless you.